Since our last episode, we've had two Prime Ministers, three Chancellors, four Home Secretaries and one monumental crash of the economy. It's about time we did another episode. This is Politics Only Better. Hello there, I'm Sam Rosebottom, live for this episode from College Green at Westminster. I've got the stunning Houses of Parliament in front of me, setting the scene for you nicely as we are about to discuss all things that's going on here at Westminster. As ever, we are joined by two special guests who are right on the pulse with all the latest political events, and there's been quite a few. Uh, joined by political betting expert and betting.betfair columnist Paul Krishnamurti and Deputy Political Editor for The Sun, Ryan Sabey. Gentlemen, what a few weeks it has been. It's about time we did another episode of Politics Only Better, like I alluded to. Uh, first off, Ryan, bring us up to speed. Liz Truss has gone and we are expecting a new Prime Minister next week. That's right. Um, nominations will be um, put forward by 2pm on Monday and we're expecting... Um, a few names to go forward, the likes of Rishi Sunak, Boris Johnson, Petty Morden could come forward and uh, be that next prime minister. Um, we, should, we could actually get um, the new prime minister by next Monday evening if only one candidate gets more than 100 votes. So that is one thing that um, politicos will be watching um, after the weekend. Yeah, it should, uh, should be really interesting, obviously. I, I know we're going to come on to this a little bit later, but very significant that each candidate needs 100 nominations. And, and like you said, we, we could have a, a new PM by, by Monday evening. Look, I don't want to dwell too much on the past here because we're very much looking at this Conservative leadership election race. But Liz Truss, you know, less than six weeks in the job. What, what went wrong there? I think she went into that, that mini statement um, and she uh, didn't get the independent forecast, um, but um, that really, really didn't help her. It spooked the markets. Um, the fact that she went above and beyond and what she said during that leadership contest where she said that she reversed the national insurance rise and she would uh, change corporation tax, but she did far more than that um, in that mini budget. Um, and she brought forward the income tax cut. And then Kwasi Kwarteng, the ex-Chancellor, then went on the Sunday morning political show and, and said that there'd be more taxes that would be cut. Again, that spooked the market. And this just made things go from bad to worse for Liz Truss. She didn't really have that political capital within, with the rest of the party. Not everyone obviously backed her. And um, she, just, she found herself out of office very, very quickly. And as a result, we've got another Conservative leadership election race on the cards. Paul, this one, though, is, is very unique, isn't it, from, a, from the betting perspective? Because, we, you know, like we alluded to earlier, we could know who the Prime Minister is going to be on Monday evening. But we, we will know for definite by, by next Friday evening, say. So certainly a, a unique one there. And it's looking like a three-horse race at the minute. I'll be totally honest with you, uh, as we uh, record this, uh, currently on the odds board I've got here in front of me on College Green, Richie Sunak leads the way at 11 to 10. However, Boris Johnson very, very close behind now at 6 to 5, having been 
as big as 30 to 1 24 hours ago. Penny Morden, the odds would suggest her race is potentially run currently 13 to 1. But the, the big story, Boris Johnson backed into 6 to 5. He did go favourite around about an hour ago. And we are seeing those, those odds between Boris and Rishi uh, flip quite a little bit now. The market's very volatile. Paul, how do you see this uh, three-horse race as, as things are at the minute? Well, I mean, I think it does look like a, a straight uh, fight between the two factions, um, with Sunak and Johnson able to get enough numbers because simply enough of their supporters despise the other and will do anything to stop them. And unless Morden can... You know, I, I was a Penny Morden backer until really this morning. I was on a good prices. I got out when it went to five to two. Yesterday, it went, actually went a lot shorter. But with, now that Boris Johnson's coming back, I just find it very hard to see how she's going to get 100 nominations. Unless her nominations come up like above 50, really, in the next 24 hours, I can't see how it's anything other than those two. And then we go forward to a member's vote. And unlike the last one, this will be over three days, take place entirely online. And I'd be very sceptical about the, you know, largely elderly uh, Conservative members turning out in great numbers online in that short time frame. Remember the last one, GCHQ had to get involved because um, people were trying to hack into that contest. And there's a whole um, unverified segment of supporters from something called Conservatives Abroad so you're really in an unknown quantity. And although you would think, I think that the general consensus is that if it boils down to the members that Boris Johnson would beat Rishi Sunak, I'm not actually, I don't think it's a certainty at all. I think there's a lot could hit Boris over the weekend. And I'm not so sure that his voters are going to turn out in the numbers online. I did mention that the market on the exchange for next Conservative leader is, is very volatile. I'm just looking at the, the latest odds now. Rishi Sunak back into odds on at, at 10 to 11. Boris Johnson out to 6 to 4. Penny Morden now 9 to 1 from 13. So again, very, very volatile market. Much like Liz's Trust's uh, six weeks in charge. Uh, so really interesting. But like I said, Rishi Sunak, Boris Johnson are, are the ones to, to keep an eye on. Ryan, so we... Sorry, just quick. So Penny Morden's come in from nine to nine from thirteenth to ninth in the last five minutes. Wow! Yeah, literally. Yeah. literally. Um, like I said, very volatile indeed, and um, everyone will know who keeps her eye on the exchange how much these odds do move, and uh, it's hard to take your eyes off at, at times. But um, Ryan, obviously, we, we mentioned there, and we we mentioned earlier that you know the the process they need to get a hundred nominations. How likely is it that you think that we'll we'll get to, do you think Penny Morden could get in there as well? So we've got three candidates. So we, we do actually have a market on the exchange that we've just opened up and, and the early odds uh, for one candidate to get over 100 nominations, 13 to 10. It's very likely that two, currently one to three. So uh, odds on there for two candidates to get 100 nominations. And for all three of the front runners, currently four to one. What, what are you hearing in the uh, you know in Westminster, what are you hearing from your your people? When it comes to Rishi Sunak, I think people are very confident they're going to get over the hundred. Um, Rishi Sunak in that final round got 135 votes um, last time out, and it just feels like there's enough supporters 
um, in, in, the, in the parliamentary party who will go out and back him early, early next week. Um, when it comes to Boris Johnson, the word was last night that uh, between he'd get easily get up to 70 to 80. And then it just depends whether he carries some momentum with him over the weekend. Now, one thing that is holding Boris Johnson back is this privileges committee um, inquiry into whether he misled Parliament. That is one thing that may decide whether Boris Johnson gets over to that over that magic 100 number. Um, when it comes to Penny Morden, she got 105 votes last time, but it just feels like she'll, she'll slip back from that. But one thing you may find is a lot of these, a lot of the contenders, those who um, other people we haven't mentioned yet, Suella Braverman, Kemi Badenoch, may be out and about over the weekend with their supporters. And what they might do is swing behind one of the others. So you could find Rishi Sunak or Boris Johnson or even Penny, Penny Morden herself going behind one of the two, the two front runners. It really does feel like this could come down to a, a contest one way or the other between Rishi Sunak and Boris Johnson. We have seen already today, uh, Friday, as we record this podcast, that uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg has come out in support of, of Boris Johnson. And like you say, Ryan, I think certainly uh, all eyes on who's going to be throwing their support behind who. Um, we do have a market over on the exchange for if... Uh, will Boris Johnson receive 100 plus nominations? It's very early days in that market, but currently you can back yes at one to five, no at two to one. So the early punters on that market certainly believe that Johnson will receive over 100 nominations. Interesting, you, you both kind of see this as a, as a you know, between the, the two of them. Ryan, I want to ask you, what do you think Rishi Sunak has done to to go one step further ahead from last time because he, he finished second to, to Liz Truss. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to what he, the way he was attacking Liz Truss, ev pretty much everything that he said about uh, Liz Truss and her economic policy has sort of borne out. I think that may um, garner him some credit um, if it gets to the, uh, the party members and also with the parliamentary party, uh, quite literally, pulling their hair out of what has happened over the past five, five or six weeks. So I think that just gives him that, that, that edge. He has been also chancellor. He was chancellor for two years over the pandemic. He gets a lot of credit for what he did with furlough and, and the business loans. So I just feel he's got that edge. He's got that experience. And now it just feels like there's, this is no time for a novice. That's why I think people like Penny Morden, Kemi Badenoch, as though they have been in cabinet, they haven't held those big jobs and that's why I think Rishi Sunak will come to the fore. Paul, is he is he value currently at the minute around 11 to 10 to back? 50% of the money on the exchange market has been for the for the former Chancellor and he is the favourite. My feeling is he'll go shorter. Um, I I mean, okay, it does look like Boris Johnson will probably get to 100. Another big endorsement earlier was Ben Wallace. Um, but I think Boris Johnson is going to have a terrible weekend. I think that the press have been sitting on and have many journalists, Pepper Creer, for example, alluded to such on Politics Live the other day that they are sitting on stories that if Boris Johnson ever returns to the front line, will reopen. So I think that the Sundays will be terrible for Boris Johnson. I think you will very possibly see dozens of Tory MPs threaten to resign if he becomes leader and thus bring the government down immediately. And I think that you will see grave warnings of Boris Johnson, of Boris Johnson premiership crashing the markets again, because 
uh, as Ryan was saying, Sunak does look stronger because of the arguments he laid out against Truss's economic policies. Um, does I mean, Boris Johnson does not strike me, or I'm guessing the markets, as the sort of character who will come forward and push a responsible, austere budget to pacify the markets. So I could see there being some warnings on that front. And, you know, these things could be the tipping point in the end. It could stop him getting to 100, and it might also sway those Tory members who are going to be sided next week. What are you going to be looking out for, Paul, when it, when it comes to, you know, having a bet on these markets? How many candidates to receive 100 nominations? Will Boris receive 100 nominations? And just the next Conservative leader market itself, what, what do you look out for? Well, the first thing is those nominations. I mean, the people who have come out for Boris Johnson so far are pretty predictable, right? I haven't seen any great shock that, you know, he's gained a whole load of new admirers or allies, right? I think Wallace is a big endorsement, and I think that the ERG will probably jump behind him. Although, you know, if we go back a few months, there was a time when everyone thought the ERG were going to back Penny Morton. So... Stranger things have happened. Um, I would also be looking, like I say, for that. There is still this outside chance that if Morden suddenly gets a lot of nominations tonight and starts looking like she's a contender, she could be pushed forward as the unity candidate. Because, I mean, the one of the thing, problems I have with this plan they've got is that surely a Boris Johnson-led government would probably be destabilised by his opponents very, very quickly just as trust was, right? And surely a Rishi Sunak-led government could well be destabilised very, very quickly by Boris Johnson supporters. I mean, there is even the better than zero possibility that neither of them can form a government because their, their, their enemies won't, will, will resign the whip. What I found really... Yeah. Uh, what I find really interesting is what you said there about if Boris Johnson does become the next Conservative leader, we could see Conservative MPs coming out publicly against him, you know, possibly even um, resigning from, from the party. What do you think that will do if, if that is the case? What are you looking at in terms of general election markets? Because obviously, you know, I've been keeping an eye on them and, and they've been ticking They've been ticking over. There's, there hasn't been anything massive as things stand at the minute for an election to, to take place this year, currently 17 to 2 for, for one to take place next year, 5 to 2, and for 2024 or later, looking uh, most likely at, a, at 4 to 7 at the minute over on the exchange. Do you expect any movement on those markets if, you know, whatever the outcome is, I, I suppose, really, well, of, of this, um, this leadership race? Yeah, 2024 has drifted quite a lot from about uh, 1.25 about a week and a half ago, as people realise that whatever happens, this is going to be very, very hard to sustain. Um, whether or not, as I say, I wouldn't be surprised to see threats over the weekend from enough MPs or dozens of MPs at least that they will resign the whip if Boris Johnson becomes leader and thus prevent him ever becoming Prime Minister. Right? Um, the um, uh, and I think that if Sunak does become prime minister, as I think is probably the likely outcome, that at some point in the next year, 
it will fall apart. It will fall apart because you've got a bitterly divided party. So really, I'd be looking at 2023. I think 20. I mean, okay, there is this chance. There is this outside chance that something very dramatic happens in 2022. If you were looking for that, I'd probably rather back Keir Starmer at 150 to one to be prime minister. You know, because I don't think that the government will be formed and will be formed and then fall within a week or however quickly the time frame would need to be. Uh, but I think right. there's got to be a very good chance that there is a cr- further crisis in 2023 that brings it down. Yeah. Ryan, what will it take for, for there to be a, a general election? Because surely, you know, for the for the Conservative MPs, it, it'd be like turkeys voting for Christmas, wouldn't it? Yeah, to- totally. Um, effectively, what would happen in the, in the House of Commons in the chamber is uh, that there'd be a confidence motion. And um, if the government lost that, then you'd have... Um, a general election and you'd see the Prime Minister of the day going off to the palace. Um, it does seem unlikely that that would happen, but events do, do, do take place and you could see a situation, you know, come what next year, where you just you just stumble into one. Um, very good point on um, the, 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 whether people resign the whip um, and then vote against uh, the government of the day because they they just can't they just can't stomach it. You're more likely going to find people who do resign the whip are people who are going to possibly stand down at the next election. Those who don't have um, as as much to lose. But um, let's see that might they, they, these people threatening to uh, to resign if Boris Johnson beca- becomes leader that might just be a threat to get a, a bit more support for uh, Rishi Sunak. But um, yeah, let's see on that one. I know we're, we're, we're talking ifs and, and buts and what if here, but, um, you know, we mentioned the, the Privilege Committee. This is certainly a, a big cloud that, that hangs over Boris Johnson. We've alluded it to be before. This, this could be something that, you know, is, is going through his mind at the minute and, and if he, he sees this race through. But say, you know, he does become the next Conservative leader and things don't go well for him with the, the Privilege Committee. Could that be... Uh, you know, a reason for a, for a general election. Um, I, I think what one thing one thing it would do is just cause major embarrassment for obviously for uh, the party leader. You could see if he is found guilty, he could be suspended for a few days from, from the House of Commons. And at that point, you've got to ask yourself, how can a prime minister carry on? Um, and then when you're changing prime minister again, um, and you don't have a general election, it actually becomes. Um, sort of unpalatable, unfeasible. How can you carry on and have another change of leader without going to the country? So it just feels if, if Boris Johnson does fall foul of that committee, um, how can you not? How can the how can you not have a general election? Really, I mean, they, they can stumble on, but it just seems ridiculous, and I don't think the public would actually wear it. Yeah, the other thing is that that committee is that you know the rumor is that somehow or another that committee will be neutered it will be nobbled because you know let's be honest every we've got eyes we all saw the footage we know that Boris Johnson lied to the House of Commons right this is in the public record and it will only be some kind of stitch up that gets him off some kind of charge that seems suspended now again that is going to prompt all sorts of reaction not just from the public but you think of some of these MPs, Ryan was mentioning these people who people who already said they're standing down, like Charles Walker. Charles Walker's outburst the other night when interviewed, you know, and he said he wasn't running again. I just wonder how long they can stomach it. I really do. And I think that if it 
I do think 2023 it will fall apart if Boris Johnson is leader. It was um, absolutely sensational, wasn't it? The uh, the, the Charles Walker uh, interview the other night. Um, really, really interesting to to see that that side uh, from a, from an MP be so open and honest. And I, you know, it just makes you think, doesn't it? I wonder if there are there are, there are many more, and if and if so, how many more Conservatives MP Conservative MPs sort of share those views? Um, Ryan Boris Johnson in his resignation speech referred to Cincinnatus, saying that. Just like the the Roman leader, he's going to return to his plough, but it would seem that he's had enough of working the fields and he's getting back to the the UK as as we speak. How serious can we take this Boris Johnson, uh, you know, uh, push to be the next Conservative leader? No, I, I think absolutely very very seriously. Um, Boris Johnson will be looking, and his allies will be looking at the numbers over the weekend. One thing I think you might find, if they see that they're a bit short or they're 20 or 30 short, you, you wonder whether they're going to put his, put his name forward. So I think they'll be waiting to see that. But um, if all's looking good over the next day or so, he'll, he'll, you know, he will be putting his um, name, name forward. And, and don't forget when he left the dispatch box for that last time and that Prime Minister's questions, when he walked out of the Commons back in July, he left with the words, Hasta la vista, baby. So, you know, he is expecting... <laughs> Um, to, he, I think he probably always expected to, to come back. And um, I've noticed that the campaign slogan on a lot of the uh, the social media posts from the likes of Jacob Rees-Mogg and other MPs who are backing Boris is they are saying it's Boris or bust. I mean, that is pretty bold and pretty divisive um, campaigning technique. Um, so these, these people are going to have to come and work somehow with the likes of Rishi Sunak or potentially Penny Morden. So, so by saying it's bust if you back them or if they become prime minister is pretty bold. There were a few whisperings and reports that there could be a, a potential olive branch from Boris Johnson to, to Rishi Sunak. What, what's the latest on that? Can the pair work together? Uh, they can and they have done um i i i'd be very very surprised if um if rishi sunak um weighed in behind uh boris johnson on that and had to take a take a position i mean rishi sunak's the one who hasn't held power and i think he'll be holding out holding out for that um i think boris johnson could be given a a post like deputy prime minister or you know, foreign secretary again as a as a, just a just a stomach um, coming back into into government and coming back into frontline politics, um, I don't, I just can't see Rishi Sunak accepting anything else but the top job. He's went for it in in the, in the summer. Liz Truss had forty five days of it, made an absolute mess of it, and I think he probably feels it's his chance, and his, certainly his allies think it's his chance to try and you know try and restore that economic credibility and try and bring the the, the party back together somehow. Yeah, it should be. Um... Should be an interesting one. I think that's a really good point you make there. Maybe he could go back to being foreign secretary in, in return for, for, for votes for uh, for Rishi. We, I'm sure we'll we'll see. It's certainly a possibility. Um, we do have a special that uh, 2024 Boris Johnson, Donald Trump, and Bolsonaro are all in power. That's currently 80 to one. Which uh, make of that what you will for that trilogy. But. Um, Paul, are there any other markets that you're looking at around around this race and the, the potential ramifications of, of whoever does become the next Conservative leader? What are you looking at? 
Well, as I say, I think that a 2023 election is is very interesting. And I think, you know, there's every chance it will drift a little bit if a new government is formed. But I think we're going to see that spike again. Um, of course, there's also perils, for, a great peril for whoever wins this race is the... Um, we've got a series of by-elections already due from various scandal hit MPs, Pincher. Um, we've got the local elections in May, which are slated to be absolutely terrible. You know, even in a situation where the parties were relatively close, whatever level, there'd be a bad set of elections for the Tories. In the current climate, when they're 30 points down, we're talking total wipeout of the of Conservative councillors across the country. Um, so the new leader is going to have an absolute disaster w- waiting in the spring. And again, I suppose we'll, we will be looking at a new exit date market for whoever that is. And we've seen with Liz Truss, it can happen in six, seven weeks. So don't bank on the next one lasting very long. You touched on, obviously, you're looking at 2023 for there to be a general election, looking at the um, overall majority market for the next general election over on the exchange. Labour are the favourites. They're around uh, 11 to 10. They have drifted slightly since Liz Truss announced that she'd be stepping down. No overall majority, six to four. The Conservatives now looking around 11 to two. So, we know that there have been a number of polls which put Labour so far ahead of the Conservatives. Ryan, is it as straightforward for, for Keir Starmer as, as things sound at the minute? Sure, I, I mean, it just sounds like he'd have to turn up and, and put his vote in and jobs are good in. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, that, that does feel like it is the case. But I think the closer you get to an election, um, your programme for government comes under even more scrutiny. So I think he'll have that to contend with. Um, and he will need a fully costed economic plan. His manifesto will have to, you know, you know, he'll have to talk about things that he's shied away from a little bit in, in, in recent months, things like immigration. So he's going to have to come up with a with a big plan. But at the moment, you really can't see past, a, you know, a decent majority for, for Labour. Um, I think one thing the Conservative Party will be trying to do with their next leader is not to lose the next general election by too much, because what you don't want to be is out um, for a generation or, or a decade or however long it may well be. You want to be within touching distance or you know, maybe 40 or 50 seats behind going into the next election. You, 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 if you're 150 seats out, you've got absolutely no chance of bringing that back in, in, in one term. So they've got, the, they've got a, a choice now of you know, appointing someone who can recover some ground maybe get to the next election if it take, and if it takes place in 2024 they've got 18 months two years to try and salvage something i think that's the sort of territory they're in um but at the moment you can't see past a, a really really good result for labor salvage mold i um i like it i mean look as things stand at the minute there is the very real possibility that the smp could be the uh, the opposition in Parliament, which would just be a, a complete embarrassment, wouldn't it, for the, the Conservatives? So, um, yeah, certainly one to keep an eye on with that general election market there. Um, final thoughts then. Paul, um, Paul, give me your prediction for this next Conservative leadership race. Well, I think without any massive confidence, I, I, I do think Sunak will become, Rishi Sunak will be the next leader. Um, and then, as I say, we move forward and 
I think one of the things we probably should be looking for is a split in the Conservative Party and something else emerging because either way there's going to be a large number of dissatisfied people and you've got Nigel Farage chomping at the bit outside politics at the moment but highly liable to form some kind of vehicle sooner or, sooner or later. And another thing is that Boris Johnson in 2019 did something quite unique really in Britain. He completely consumed all those right-wing parties, all those small right-wing parties like UKIP and the English Democrats and the BNP that all just came solidly behind the Tories over Brexit. I think that in this climate with the Tories so unpopular, something else is going to emerge over there and really very bad times ahead for the Conservative Party, whoever wins. And Ryan, a final thought from you. How's this one going to go? I can see Rishi Sunak again, you know, coming coming through and possibly winning it early. It may even not go to the to the members. There may be, as I said, there may be some deals done. Um, but I can see him just emerging come what Monday evening and being and going to the palace and making a speech outside Downing Street on Tuesday. I think Boris Johnson is going to give it a good fight. But I just think it will come up somewhat short. And, uh, and Penny Morden will be there or thereabouts and we'll probably get um, a good job, perhaps somewhere like Home Secretary, Foreign Secretary, um, as part of the horse trading in the coming days. Well, I think that's about wraps everything up for, for this episode of Politics Only Better. Something tells me that uh, we may not leave it too soon again for, for another one, the way things are going uh, down at Westminster at the minute, but all eyes do turn to that Betfair exchange market and all eyes on the first round outcomes on Monday. Don't forget as well, keep up to date with everything that's going on on those political markets and down at Westminster with the live blog by Paul Krishnamurti over on betting.betfair.com. Do check out our other excellent podcasts as well. We've got NFL only better. That's turning out to be a cracking season, of course football only better and with the national hunt season picking off once again racing only better and weighed in thank you very much as ever to our two wonderful guests our excellent political betting and analyst and betting.betfair columnist paul krishnamurti and deputy political editor for the sun ryan sabi i'm sam rosbottom stay tuned to the exchange thanks for listening <laughs>